0: Into the me, to this. It is Tuesday, May 17, welcome to Afternoon Sport, Tim Gilbert here, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shane, look you're a talent spotter, you've, you've found <laughs> a raw talent on the weekend, tell me more.
1: Well it's amazing Timmy, I was down watching my son Tom play on um, Sunday morning little AFL little kickers and uh, mate, I just noticed this little girl running around playing with the boys, she was only about six and mm. I tell you what, you can spot talent. Miles, out, I reckon she had more time. She, uh, she, her dad must have played AFL, or she's got yeah. two older brothers, or something like that. Because I've never seen better skills on a on a on a young girl. She's going to be a future star. I don't know what her name is yet. I'll find it out at some stage. But uh, yeah, I reckon there's a, a real talent there. Could be playing. AFL for the AFLW in, in years to come. That's for sure. She looks good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the great things is is actually getting them to be playing sport because the fields have been so wet. Yeah. yeah uh, future star on the rise. We'll have to do a bit of investigation there. Huge show today, of course. Canterbury, all sorts of drama. Trent Barrett's gone as coach. Phil Gould, what happened? We'll talk about that. Who's going to be the next boss of the AFL? And Sam Kerr does it again.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Now, Shane, you said on the podcast a number of weeks ago and, and I agreed with you that uh, it was going to be very difficult for Trent Barrett to last in his role at the Bulldogs and uh, they had that win over the Roosters, but it was just one flash, wasn't it, in In the midst of what has been a miserable old few
1: weeks, even with all these fresh new players? Look, the minute Gus Gould came in uh, and sort of sat in this sort of level just above uh, Trent Barrett, he was never going to survive. Uh it's impossible to do your job when someone's looking over your shoulder. And look, I think Gus has got a good bit of a history of this. And uh, look, he said only a few weeks ago that Trent Barrett were there long after he's gone. Well, that wasn't the case. And Trent Barrett has said, well, he said that he actually uh, walked away from this spot after being contracted until the end of 2023. But in no uncertain terms, he was told either walk or you're getting the bullet. Yeah,
0: well, he's come out this morning uh, or, or over the next, last day or so. Phil Goulden basically said that, uh, no, it was Trent's decision. I was never going to sack him.
1: Um, <laughs> some some don't believe that. I don't believe it at all. I, I think it was impossible. I think that the way that well, – first things first, Trent, Trent Barrett hasn't um, got the runs on the board. Uh, he hasn't had, um, been able to gel that team. They look all over the shop, but it's impossible too to do that. I think as a coach, if you've got a new team around you, you've got to get – be given more a runway than just, you know, the first half of the season. I, I think he should be given the whole whole year. Saying that, uh, when you've got a guy like Gus Gould, who is pretty much playing this out in the media, it's impossible to to, to do a coaching job and get the players to believe in the coach themselves.
0: Yeah, well, Brayton Astor was fairly outspoken on uh, NRL 360 about this whole subject. And look, if you, if you look at the history of Phil Gould, so let's go back a bit, and we're going back a, a little way. Go to the Roosters. What happened to Graham mm-hmm. Murray? You go, you stay at the Roosters and what happened to Ricky Stewart? Both lost their jobs while he was general manager of football. Then you take a drive out on the M4 to Penrith and you see Ivan Cleary was too tired, so he was gone. Uh, Anthony Griffin was too old school, so he was gone. And now Trent Barrett apparently has put his hand up and said, I want to go. It like, it, they don't all fit, do they? <laughs>
1: no, they don't. And uh I don't know who they're going to bring in now. It's uh, we we did predict at the start of the mm. season that Trent Barrett would be the first to go. We said that Freddie Fitler may come in as a caretaker coach. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, then. well, Arthur
0: Laundy, their their head sponsor has come out and he wants answers. He he said, "Look, I've been a publican for sixty five years, and I like to see people treated the right way." He's close friends with Trent mm. for 20 years or friends with Trent for 20 years. Look, and, and I love Canterbury. I love. I know so many people there. They're a mighty, mighty club. And and the competition, Rugby League needs to have a strong Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. And I know that the chairman, John Currie, and Aaron, the CEO, all these people really want a successful time of it. They've got more players coming their way. So, look, I hope it works out in the end. Trent Barrett is a, is a really nice guy. He'll be going through a tough time. So, thinking of him at the moment, to be honest mm. with you. Um, now, interesting, just veering away onto the Magic round. Remember last year's Magic round and there was that massive crackdown on on foul play? Well, Graham Annesley has come out and said, well, the timing probably wasn't right but he is happy
1: with the legacy that it has left. And you have to agree with him, I think. Uh, look, I think the timing was poor last year for Magic Round. I think there was something like three send-offs and 14 sin bins, um, anything to do with uh, going near Mm -hmm. the head due to the concussion rules. Um, But this year, it's a lot better. I think that the tackling techniques have improved out of sight, and and we're seeing a lot better and cleaner games. So I have to agree with Graeme Annesley there. The, the implement, implementation last year around Magic Round wasn't probably the right time, but I suppose you've got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, look, it had started overseas and, and it's just mm. kicked off and it's, it's going brilliantly, isn't it, the Magic Round? I can't see it moving from Brisbane anytime soon. AFL, you'd have to say, when it comes to marquee matches and those games which just have that little edge of uh, the spectacular, they do it so well Anzac Day's is phenomenal. And also, of course, Kevin Sheedy was the brains behind the the, the G game at the MCU the Dreamtime uh, Essendon-Richmond. And, and they're going to get another massive crowd
1: um, here for this. Big time, Timmy. 70,000 plus will come in to see Essendon take on Richmond. Uh, as you said, it's the Dreamtime uh, game uh, in, slash Indigenous round. Um, I, I'm thinking here Essendon are not at their best at all. And I've just got a funny feeling, Dusty Dusty's going to come back bigger and better. He loves the big crowd. Mark my words, he will be he will be best on ground for this match.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I love watching him play. Yeah, I still so remember I. that grand final at the Gabba where just everyone else was trying to do something and they couldn't do it. He could kick it off the side of his knee and it was going through yep. the, the middle of the Calico post. He's an extraordinary player. Unbelievable. Now, it looks like... Um, for all intents and purposes, that the AFL Head of Finance, Clubs and Broadcasting, Travis Ald, is going to get this job as the boss of the AFL. But um, he's keeping his cards extraordinarily close to his
1: chest. Of course, we know that Gil McLaughlin is leaving as CEO. Yeah, it appears that he will get the job. And uh, look, it's not the first time in... Um uh, a Melbourne Sporting Association, this has happened. James Sutherland was the CFO prior to being gi- be given the role as CEO for some almost 20 years in Cricket Australia. So it does. It has happened before. And, uh, yeah, he is keeping his cards close to his chest, rightly so. There is a due process. But the word is that uh, Travis Orr will take over from Gil McLaughlin as, as the AFL CEO.
0: Yeah, it looks like you'll get a bit of clear sailing in contrast to the last couple of years. It's been mm. awfully difficult, particularly for the AFL being as a real national game through that COVID period. Stay with us because we'll be talking the World Game F1 and boxing. Afternoon sport. Sam Kerr, she just gets better and better. Does it again, scores an extra time
1: winner in a thrilling FA Cup final. She just does it every time. This girl is unbelievable. Uh, Chelsea defeated Man City 3-2 at Wembley. She scored two goals. Um, The second one, as you said, in extra time. Her first goal was a left foot volley um, from quite a way out um, and just smoked it into the top um, right-hand corner. The second one was a right foot strike outside the box hit with absolute power and extra time to win them the FA Cup. Unbelievable. Sam Kerr's a genius.
0: Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see her feature in this World Cup. You'd have to think the Matildas on their home deck are going to be very hard to beat. Wouldn't that be amazing if we, we took it all the way in the Women's World Cup, of course, next year in Australia and New Zealand. In the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, well, they have falling apart, haven't they? Their fans are
1: blowing up Deluxe. In the Western Conference semis. Yeah, mate. Well, they're out now because, uh, and they're one of the favourites to win the whole uh, tournament Mm. this year, but uh, they fell apart uh, versus the Dallas Mavericks. Look, they only scored 27 points in the first half, while uh, the Mavericks superstar, Luka Doncic, look, he scored 27 points himself. So, uh, look, they're they're out now. So the Mavericks now take on uh, the Golden State Warriors in the final of the Western Conference finals.
0: Uh, Is it time for Greg Norman to put the one wood back in the bag, do you think? Um,
1: one <laughs> one so. of his
0: former friends says, hang your head in shame. Uh,
1: look, he's made some very uh, outlandish comments. Look, he has. Uh, his former friend and uh, PGA winner uh, Wayne Grady has come out and said, that, as you said, Tim, he should hang his head in shame. He's, had, he's an absolute disgrace. He said, I've known Greg Norman for 50 years, and it's always been about Greg. Now, these are very, very strong words, and he signed off with GFY. You can work it out what it means, Gfy Shark. So, um, the first words go, and the last ones yourself. So <laughs> you can work out what he means there. But uh, yeah, he's come out strong terms, and he said, "Look, look, he's just really destroying the history of the game here, and all those that came before him, and uh, he should really hang his head in shame." And so, very, very strong words from Wayne Grady.
0: Yeah, he's a good man. Grades I know yeah. him quite well. Um, done quite a bit of work around with him and his charity and uh, of course a major winner himself and he, he as you can see he's he's a very much a, a sharp shooting Queenslander and mm. uh, not happy with um, the shark there boxing Michael Zarafa, keen to settle it with fellow world title contender Tim Zoo I'm sure there
1: will be people and promoters that would love to see it yeah but I think Tim Zoo wants to probably go over to America for his next fight so we'll have to wait and see there but he's definitely saying that he's up for the potential challenge of that that title belt um, but I think Tim Zhu's got his eyes firmly fixed on the US.
0: What about this reality TV star fighting in a G banger in a G string? I
1: <laughs> know, mate. Mm. It, it, What's it doing? It, well, look, she won. She won in three rounds. Her name's uh, mm. Bella De Busso She was on SAS. Um, she's super fit and super strong. Um, but yeah, I, I think it just takes away from what they're trying to achieve. I know there is marketing to the to the sport of boxing, but yeah, it, it does. It does really deter from what they're trying to achieve on the boxing in the boxing ring. One of my most
0: embarrassing moments behind the wheel was very early on after getting my license, and uh, I was trying to change the radio, and, and you don't quite know how to drive at that point. Um, well, you don't know how to drive as well as you do as you get a little bit older. But I'm changing the radio, and I've gone over the medium strip and pranked the family Corona. Um, but it, 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 yeah, it was you know I was full of shame that day but it wasn't worth $1.7 million as Ferrari oh. driver Charles Leclerc uh, smacked the nikki Lauda
1: $1.7 million car in Monaco. That's a big, that's a big bingle, isn't it? And, um, I wonder how that goes on insurance <laughs> and what are your insurance rates for the following uh, following year's um, work but uh, yeah $1.7 million in a single crash it's a very very expensive sport Tim not for me. What do you get as a replacement car? I don't know do you get a NRMA roadside assist I don't know mate I don't know how it works.
0: Now you told us you had the sushi e chef at your place of course a fantastic Japanese yeah. food and uh, you're going to finish off with a little story about a good mate of yours,
1: Dave Sutton, at Sushi e. Tell me more. <laughs> An old mate of mine, Sato, um, was very, very excited a few years ago. I said to him, he's a real cricket lover, mm-hmm. and I said, tomorrow afternoon, uh, wear your best kit to work. I'm going to introduce you to two sirs, Sir Ian Botham and Sir Vivian Richards. So he's very excited, David, and he showed up dressed like a maths teacher. He had his uh, chinos, on, chinos <laughs> on with a lemon sweater and was very, very excited. He may have had a few beers prior to meeting the two sirs as he was a little bit nervous um when i sat down introduced him to to sir viv and sir ian botham david uh sort of put his head down and just little vom sort of vomited on his his lemon sweater and viv goes man what's your mate doing and i said david come on mate you can't do that and he said to me what did you do that for shane he blamed me (laughs) i vomited on him i said viv goes your mate's got to go i said yes he does oh the lemon sweater (laughs)
0: That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer
0: that loves your back. And, of course, thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily
1: dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Filled in.